Hello, and welcome to Behind the Inspiration Podcast, the podcast that encourages, motivates, and inspires you with our inspirational interviews from our guests. Today on the Behind the Inspiration Podcast, we have Ms. Margarita Rita Chang. So I just want to say thank you, Rita, for joining the Behind the Inspiration Podcast. And again, I am super excited to have you here sharing the information that I know is going to inspire someone. So thanks a lot, Rita, for joining the Behind the Inspiration Podcast. How are you? Good. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so delighted to be here with you today. Thank you. Thank you. So, you know, I, I, as anyone probably would have been watching my podcast, you notice that this month is Women's History Month. So when keeping in line with that and honoring the successful women in business, I asked Ms. Chan to come on and share some information regarding uh, financial literacy, something that we all can take advantage of. So Rita, just let me ask you this initial question. You know, I, I always um, find my first question is really what is, uh, for my guests, what is exactly what they do? What is that and what's the terminology in regards to financial literacy? Well, sure. So I am a certified financial planner, or as I say, a CFP pro. And the foundation of every relationship is financial planning. But you can't have financial planning without financial education or financial literacy. Because really, what I think is important for everybody is for people to become financially confident and financially resilient. Now, Rita, you know, with I, I, I'm saying this again in respect to Women's History Month. Um, in a profession like yours, I'm sure that there were some areas of uh, being a woman that you had some challenges in. So what really drove you from where you were to where you are being a woman? I mean, was there, I mean, if you could just talk about some of the challenges you experienced, if you will. Sure. So um, the financial services um, industry, I try not to use the word industry because it's really a profession, but financial services has different um, areas and the financial advice profession, or I'm a financial planner, wealth manager, um, is predominantly male. Um, It was then and it is still now um that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing it's an amazing opportunity for women as well as people of color and individuals from diverse multicultural backgrounds so some of the uh adversity i overcame is when i entered the profession i had a three-year-old daughter and a six-month-old son And I didn't see anybody who looked like me. I'm not just talking about gender, race, ethnicity. I didn't see any young mothers. Um, And that was a little bit challenging because some people did say to me, you can't be successful. I've never seen anybody like you. Now, they weren't saying you can't be successful because of the situation. They were just saying is they didn't think that it would be possible because in their mind, they never saw anyone enter this profession with two young children. Um, What's interesting is being a financial advisor is really about relationship management and listening. And I think 
you know, this is, it, I, I want to be clear, I'm not saying that men aren't good at this, but women, we're particularly good at this. We're natural networkers, right? Doesn't yes. mean that men aren't. But I have um, skills that are of value. So some of the adversity that I overcame is, you know, how are you going to be successful? How are you going to build your business? And you know what? I hope this really inspires others. My answer was not sassy or disrespectful. I said, you know, you should be glad I have these kids. I don't need to stop and get pregnant. They're not going anywhere. So I have to figure this out. And I did. Uh, it wasn't easy, but I figured it out. And I realized that um, it's important to, to always, I'm not being silly here, to do what's in the best interest of the clients. That I care about clients. I genuinely care about doing what's in their best interest and in make, making a difference in their lives as well as the lives of those that they care about. And I think that sincerity really shines. People know that I'm genuine. And so I'm working with clients that I've worked for since I entered the business in 99. Like we're on the third generation now. And so I think the takeaway is you have to have a long-term mindset but then you need to understand that there are things that you need to do every day in the short term to help you reach your goal. So it's begin with the end in mind. That's, that's, a, that's an excellent um, uh, segue into my next question. So um, how, did the pro how did the process go when you decided to uh, start your business, Blue Ocean Wealth Management, Global Wealth Management? How did, sure. you, how did you go about just coming up with that saying, you know, I'm gonna step out of corporate America and just forge on with my with my with my goals and my dreams. So how how was that process? Sure. So I did spend 14 years working at a large firm and I think it was a wonderful experience. A lot of people ask me, why didn't I just open my firm on day one? I felt it was very important for me to learn. Um, yes, I know about personal finance, but I needed to know about how I need to learn about the business, right? Um, and so I spent 14 years working at a large firm, but I decided that the world was changing and I wanted to be able to serve clients in a way that I thought was innovative. Thus, the name Blue Ocean Global Wealth. I was inspired by um, the book, Blue Ocean Strategy. So what is my Blue Ocean Strategy? Um, Many times in wealth management, the way um, clients access advice is an assets under management model. Now that's not bad, but what if you're young and you don't have assets? It doesn't mean that you don't wanna pay for that advice. It's just that business model doesn't permit you to pay for the advice in the way that is most appropriate for your situation. So I wanted to make sure that I um, created a firm, an organization that focused first on financial planning and advice, and then the investments. Why? Because there's many decisions that people need to make. And yes, we need to invest our money to reach our goals, but some of the decisions are, you know, what's the best way for me to pay my student loans? What's the best way for me to uh, finance my home? 
And How much life insurance do I need? Exactly. Those were points I was going to, I was going to, I mean, really, you read my mind. I was going to ask you those particular <laughs> things, but you know, I, I, I would like to see how we could uh, translate those particular uh, helpful tips to just the ordinary person, the ordinary everyday person that may not have, you know, hundreds of thousands of million dollars just laying around to have someone help like yourself help them navigate through those different channels what would what kind of advice would you give someone like that so sure so the first thing i would say is you're never too young and you're never too old to plan anybody can do financial planning i mean it's um yes sometimes you might need help along the way but anybody can get started so here is how you can build your a strong foundation. So the first thing is you want to know your net worth. And so that is taking a look at everything you own, your assets, and then subtracting what you owe, your liabilities. And that number is gonna be your net worth. Now, if it's negative because you had student loan debt or it's not where you want it to be, this is a judgment-free zone. It's a starting point. So you know your benchmark. The next thing that you want to do is your income statements, AKA the B word, budget. You want to take inventory of your income and your expenses. And whatever is left over, that's your cash flow. And I don't like to say disposable income because income <laughs> is not disposable. Yes, that's true. But that is what I call your discretionary income. And mm. that is the fuel for your financial engine. So the more discretionary income you have or the more income you feel comfortable committing towards your goals, the faster you can get there. Um, and then the last piece is your credit. Um, you want to know your credit score because if you have strong credit, it means that it will cost you less to buy a home, buy a car. The other thing that's really important is I know car insurance is expensive, but people with higher credit pay less. So those are the three things that are really important and anybody can start. Yeah, that is, that's, that's really, uh, an excellent um, uh, bit of advice. Um, you know, uh, you actually belongs to an organization um, that I think is an awesome organization. Uh, I made some really good friends from that particular organization. Could you touch a little bit on that organization and what you guys do? And uh, I'm always excited just to read about you guys and the things that you're doing and you're elevating women um, in ways that I've never seen before. And I just want, you know, if you could, if you could just touch on that a little bit, I really would appreciate it. And what exactly that's all, uh, that particular organization is all about. So WOO, right? W-E-W, that's mm -hmm. what you're referring to? Yes, so WOO, so with, in WOO, we, it's women empowering women. It's also women elevating women. And why is this important? You know, women sometimes, we are taught to be humble and we should be humble. But other times I think it's important for women mm -hmm. to um, 
recognize and celebrate the success of others, right? If I light someone else's candle, that doesn't like dim my flame. The world truly is a brighter place. So I am very um, excited to be part of Wu because I think that particularly for women entrepreneurs, it can be lonely. And the more we can support one another um, and we can see more women entrepreneurs thrive and prosper, the better for it is for our community. You know, you know, Rita, I always, I always look at um, entrepreneurs. I look at their, their, their past. Uh, I look at, you know, their particular professions. And it always come to me that inspiration played a very important part with that. Uh, so I always ask the question, <laughs> seeing like funny, it's almost like my line, but who inspired you? Sure, so I would say, oh, sure. Um, well, I find inspiration in many things, but I would say the person who really inspired me to be a planner, I'd have to say is my dad. My dad is no longer with us. My dad passed away February 25th, 2015. Um, but why does my dad inspire me? My dad actually had to flee his hometown. Um, my dad, you know, we use this term today. Um, and I think we used it back then. My dad was a refugee. My dad had to flee China. Uh, he attended university in Taiwan, served in the military, and then he came to America. You know, when he came to America in the 60s, he came here with $17. It's not a lot of money, no matter what inflation you use. And my dad told me a lot of things. Not told me, he also taught me. And he said to me, he said, you know, money doesn't buy happiness but it does bring peace of mind and it does bring opportunities to yourself and others and whatever you do, don't squander that. So it made me think that, you know, I happen to be good at math. I like finance. I like statistics. You know, what can I do to be able to use these skills and help others? And that's when I discovered the discipline of personal finance. And I decided that I was gonna take these concepts that we use in corporate finance and apply them to individuals and families. So I'm inspired to, you know, um, this is not just my job, it's not just a profession, but it's really a calling. I think about when I meet somebody, um, not, oh gosh, I hope they become a client. I'm like, wow, this is amazing that, that this, individual and this family they connect with me and we're going to do great work together you know um rita it's also funny because you just mentioned something in regards to um it's not all about the money and um i do know that you do quite a bit of charity work so uh if you could could you just share with our, our listeners uh, about some of the charity work that you do that really requires you in a personal space. Because I know what goes on, but I would like for you you to share with our listeners and our, and our, and our uh, watching audience in regards to how you volunteer. Sure, so I am a mom of three kids. I have my daughter, my son, and my daughter. I definitely believe in strong mind, mind body, and spirit. I had the opportunity to um, coach girls on the run 
for my youngest daughter when she was in elementary and middle school mm -hmm. here in Montgomery County. And it was an amazing experience. Basically, Girls on the Run, we use running as a metaphor to help girls develop life skills. Mm -hmm. And I realized it might be logistically challenging for me to be a coach in Ward 7 and 8 in D.C., but I wanted to do something special for the girls. So I decided, you know, what's the worst that could happen? Meaning I, I do have asthma, so I was concerned. Can I really run? But I said, you're not going to know if you can until you try. Mm -hmm. So the longest distance I ever ran was a 5K, 3.1 miles, and I decided I was going to run a half marathon, the DC Rock and Roll, and I did. And I raised funds for the girls in DC. It was such a positive experience that I said, you know what, that's it. I'm going to run the marathon. And so I ran the Marine Corps Marathon. I wanted to put some positivity in the world. I said, you know, this is amazing what me and my team were able to do here in DC. Um, but I, I want to think big, right? Think big. I applied to the New York City Marathon and the Chicago Marathon. And I said, you know what? I want to run the majors. These are really big races. I don't need to be fast. I just want to be there. Well, Girls on the Run New York City and Girls on the Run Chicago both accepted my um, application for the charity bid. And so I ran um, all three of those marathons, three marathons in three weeks for an amazing cause to provide safe after-school programs for girls um, in under-resourced communities. Because I really want, just as I help people with financial education um, feel more confident and empowered about their decisions, I want every girl to have the opportunity to be safe happy, healthy, and cross the minute finish line and be so proud of what she has achieved. That's awesome, Rena. You know, uh, a lot of times, you know, people get caught up into their everyday uh, life, uh, whether or not if they're in business, so just working a nine to five and forget that there's um, people who may be less fortunate and sometimes we forget that, you know, um, I've coached youth football for over 25 years. I haven't made not one dime from it. I spent money, but it wasn't about me spending that money uh, just because. I was pouring what I say, uh, I would say, seed into these kids to have a difference, to be able to do something totally different that they really never done before. So I think to have someone like yourself get involved with volunteering, um, and I always say volunteering with a cause, because the cause is you wanna bring some civility, some confidence, some um, inspiration uh, into their lives. So we, I just wanna personally thank you for, for doing that. Um, I don't know if I could run a marathon, but, but if I need someone to run it for me, I'll call you, that's for sure. <laughs> So thank you, Rita. But Rita, you know, I just have one more question for you. If I can, what parting tools could you give our, our listeners in regard to um, just understanding financial literacy? Like, are there anything they can read or any websites they can? Well, I got a good website for them. They can, they can actually visit Blue Ocean Global Wealth.com. 
I do know that for sure. That information also, along with Rita Bio, will be in the show notes. I just don't want to leave that out. But Rita, what tools, what giveaways can you give us in regards to uh, managing and understanding what real financial planning and financial literacy is? Sure. So there are other websites that I can reference. I love the consumer-facing website for CFP Board, and it's letsmakeaplan.org. You can learn about financial planning and financial planning topics there. So letsmakeaplan.org. If you do visit my website, blueoceanglobalwealth.com, feel free to click on the link for your risk questionnaire, and you can learn a little bit about risk, and I will send you the results. Um, But I would say the most important thing is to be curious and be courageous. Wow. You know, Rita, you have a mantra too, and I don't want to mess it up because uh, I don't have it here in front of me, but I've read it a thousand times and it makes all the sense in the world. Would you like to share that, please? Sure. So I can't take credit for this. Um, So it's not original, but it really resonated with me. Mm -hmm. So, so many people spend their health to gain wealth only to have to spend their wealth to regain their health that's pretty profound right and i didn't stutter i got it right that's why i wasn't gonna try (laughs) but really you know it's been a pleasure and uh of course we're friends and i'm gonna make sure that we stay in contact And I just want you to know that I really appreciate you being a part of the Behind the Inspiration podcast, the podcast that encourages, that motivates, and of course, inspire you. So thank you again, Rita Chen, for being with us. And thank you so much for being who you are at it with your business and in the community. And I'm just super excited that you took the time out of your busy schedule to join me. So thank you again. Reader's information will be in the show notes of this podcast. And again, thank you, everybody. Peace and blessing. Bye-bye. 